Lucy Diamond is back in the States. Apprehend the suspect. Recover the money. They're on the case. We've got visual. I have the sweater she's wearing, but in tow. This is not the Girl Scouts. This is espionage. Of an evil villain who's on the loose. Australia's toast. What's your beef with the Australians? I don't like their attitude. Okay. Welcome to Space Bras, the sci-fi movie podcast for bad bitch feminists. I'm Mary Johnston, and with me is the sneakiest SAT taker in the world, Kate Whitney. How are you, Kate? Hey, girl. Hey. I'm doing great. How are you doing, Mary? I was like, so, so like, am I supposed to be like, best schoolgirl I know? Ooh. Best liar I know? lesbian? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I did think about just being like, the best lesbian I know. <laughs> but that felt really weird also. This is, this is where Mary doesn't want to admit to me that actually there are other lesbian close friends of hers, which she has, that are better than me. And, well, um, we're that, that I would <laughs> freely admit to you, but it does feel a little bit like all my gays to be like, you're the best lesbian I know. Yeah, no, I know. It's I like know, a little tough. I'm yeah. So first off, Mary, I, I know you already know this, but um, Joe Biden won the election. Yeah, and both of our states were pivotal in that win. You're welcome, everybody else. You're You're fucking welcome, guys. Welcome. (laughs) This is recording pre. I know that. I know that George is getting ready to count recount for the third time. Third time. And this is pre that. (laughs) Pre that. And currently, currently, Trump's people are just like causing mass chaos for the Wisconsin recount. Mass chaos. So I can only assume they're going to be up to similar tricks. So I hope, I really hope that we get to keep our wins because it would be so horrifying if we were not allowed to. Like, what Honestly, if we did two counts in Georgia and somehow under the Trump count we lost, I would call shenanigans. So A, it would be like, it would be the most suspect thing ever. B, um taxpayers are paying for that recount and see in case anyone hasn't told you yet i'm sure that you already know this but it's worth saying um the rnc and trump get to split the money that they raise about like you know how they're gonna contest these results Mm -hmm. and so every dollar that they earn right now it gets split down the middle if they don't spend it so this is all just this is this is a this is just trying to squeeze out the last bit of money that they possibly can. It's why the rest of the RNC is going along with it. It's why the well, whole, like, all the Republicans are green. It's not because anyone thinks that they're going to win this. It's because they can get more money from you. Yeah. And by you, I well, mean, I don't think it's to go one of our listeners is one of those people. Yeah, but no. And And I think that we are sort of at different stages of the same sort of uh, voter suppression shenanigans. Like, yep. In the time I have lived in Wisconsin, the maps have been redrawn so that, like, it's, like, gerrymandered out the yin-yang. And um, there's just, like, a lot of really shady stuff. And they've, like, passed voter ID laws, like, like, a bunch of stuff, bunch of shady stuff. Georgia is, like, pros at that shady stuff. So I think we're at different stages, and I think that this win has the Republicans at least, even if it doesn't mean Trump can win, they're trying to notice things that they can then legislate, right? And and reinstate their power again. That's what they're trying to do. It's like a smoke, te- it's, like a, it's like a crummy smoke test to be like, oh, like 
in Wisconsin, we can cut all of this. Trump's all of Trump's observers are like, are, cut any of this. Are yeah, like, if you have a folded ballot, that's a problem. Guess what? Every absentee ballot needs to be folded to go in the proper envelope. Yes, that was sent yes. to us. Yes. Like, yes. it's redonkulous. Basically, yes. like, so what they're doing is they're just trying to figure out what they can get away with and what they can legislate on in the future. So it's. It's not scary as scary to me right in this moment, but it's scary in the future. The future. So it won't be scary if Georgia is able to pull off this runoff election and we control the Senate. Um, True. Then we can pack the courts and voter suppression like in a really serious way. And those assholes will never get to run the country again. And I don't mean Republicans. I mean voter suppressing fucking bigots right like i mean the donald trumps of the world (laughs) well you and i both are also like disappointed in the democratic party and we're living in this weird post-election world where some things are really exciting we do have lots of work ahead of us because like joe biden it's (laughs) was no one's idea of a perfect president um yep kamala harris we're taking our cousin Uh, to prom yep yeah i'm yeah (laughs) yeah exactly kamala harris uh lots of good Lots of exciting things about having, you know, uh, a woman of color. Undeniable. And the White House, that's a VP, obviously, uh, doesn't have a great track record when it comes to uh, abolishing the, the, the prison system. Um, so Also, in deep, in deep, deep pockets of various um, uh, large yeah. institutions such as banks. Yes. Yeah, so so all these people who are like, yeah, Biden. I'm like, girl, put on I'm, shoes. I'm, so, I'm still gonna let you all celebrate. No, get out of here. <laughs> I'm I'm still I'm still letting you celebrate. Like I'm not I'm oh, not trying to be an asshole. I, I get it. Feel it's hard. Tremendous relief. Obviously, feel, feel all the relief. But if you really want things to be better in four years, we got a lot more work to do, and that's okay. But but. You also have these fucking ass clowns coming out. And this is brings us back to TikTok. <laughs> you have Mary, Mary's All brother roads. Thomas, uh, our, our sometimes podcast co-host on Space Bras and also the co-host of uh, Crypt Creepers slash Lovecraft Singles, um, made, teased me about the fact that I was irritated about the Republicans. And by the Republicans, I mean like far conservative, like talking heads. Um, and what I mean are the Republicans. Yes. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, talking, talking shit about you know men in dresses after Harry Styles was invoked wearing a dress as though he was like the a the first man wearing as a if dress. We and have, be don't like, have bigger things to also worry uh, about. Sh- sure, 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 like, sure, sure. What sure, the sure. hell? But but one of my favorite things. Um, so if you're not on TikTok, reasonable, fair, live your best life. But if you are and you don't even need to have an account, like downloading the app, like I'm sure gives them too many permissions into your life, but. Uh, it will develop an algorithm whether or not you have an account based on like what you watch, what you share, what you don't share, what you skip past. Anyway, so my TikTok is mostly young queer kids um, being political. It's amazing. It's my favorite thing. But Candace Owens was online uh, in a video. If I see a man in a dress, I think he's a crackhead. If she saw a man in a dress, she wouldn't know near kids. Uh, she'd think he was a crackhead. You know, everyone who who is a man in a dress, y'all are disgusting. And there's this great trend where the new Billie Eilish song, I Think Therefore I Am, cuts in. And that's when, like, the video generally switches over to uh, a young boy to dress. And the lyrics are just, stop. You are all disgusting. Stop. 
What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Get my pretty name out of your mouth. Young, identified as males, boys, uh, in dresses, and it's like the best thing that ever happened. And it's my little bit of joy uh, because gotta appreciate a generation that has a thick enough skin that like a woman saying you all are all disgusting just makes them want to flaunt in dresses more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Well, Fuck yeah, know, the youth are I mean, they know that they're, they're younger than her. They're hotter than her. Like, it's <laughs> they're fine. They're younger and hotter for sure. They don't care. And also, like, why would, what a why stupid would they? thing. Yeah. But, I mean, why, it's, yeah, it's Why tough. would you care about Candace It's It's anyway. very tough, though. It's very tough. Like, yeah. I understand. Like, if you've heard that from people in your life, that I don't want to dismiss her act of bigotry, which is horrible. Because if you've heard that from people who do matter in your life... Like, devastating. Awful. Awful. No yeah. one should have to no, deal I, with that. No one absolutely. should have to deal with that. And I know a lot absolutely. of people, because this is, is going to drop after Thanksgiving, maybe recently had to deal with that, although I hope fewer than not, because <laughs> um, we're in pandemic, y'all. Um, and if yeah, you're in a no, pandemic, there was... why, are you, why are you trying to catch COVID from your bigoted relatives? Like, seriously. No, there was this... There was this amazing tweet that went viral and was shared on like an Atlanta like queer publication, Wussy, who we've talked about mm-hmm. before, um, on their on their Twitter that was like, Y'all are always trying to appropriate queer culture. I can't go home for the holidays. Get your own thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm grateful for our listeners. I'm so grateful for the chance to do this show. And I'm also yes. grateful for you, my dear friend. Happy oh thanks. God, I'm so grateful for you. Thanks. I'm Happy thankful. Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for you this Thanksgiving. Um, I'm thankful for you this Thanksgiving. Ugh, the and, best. And and I am thankful to uh, live in a world and have the time in our lives where we're able to like have a fucking podcast, especially because, guys. Um, <clears throat> what's really fun about having your own podcast is you get to kind of flex the rules a little bit. So like, you know, we around can do what Halloween, we want. Our we show. do scary movies. Yeah, during the summer, we do like big animals. And this holiday, we're doing a holiday. Uh, Happy <laughs> holidays <laughs> from Kate <laughs> <We're> and Mary. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, Donnie you now our gay apparel and shit. Uh, I am literally wearing a rainbow sweater right now. Oh! <gasps> I love that. And I'm drinking a boozy eggnog. I put you up, know, I, what's gayer than that? I put up my <laughs> Malibu Barbie pink tree today. Oh, my God. My pink tree's going up tonight. The best. I don't know. I have. Yeah. It, it's like a little. It's like a little four footer. It's nothing exciting. By me, I love it. I love it. I love my pink any, tree. Any pink tree. We should post pictures of our trees. I. We should. I'd love that. There are. Yeah. There are things in my life that I have accepted. I might not always be the best at. I have never, never for a moment thought that decorating Christmas trees was one of those things. I am very proud <laughs> of my Christmas tree game, and I would yeah. love this. I'm like, I like put that out there so casually, like, oh, we really should do that. And by that I mean, I'm like, I would, I love nothing more than to post. Yeah, no, I. <laughs> this will be a weird year for my Christmas tree because it's the year that I'm trying to train Lando not to climb Christmas a trees. New mom. So yes. there will be none of my beautiful. Glass, glass ornaments ornaments which i have collected over the years via ebay and everything else but that will be that will be next year you all can see my lovely tree but uh this year you'll see um a fun hybrid tree wherein i am using only non-breakables and training a, a kitten who climbs on my shoulders and is the best so as a part of our holiday special uh for this week we are going to be talking about a Campy sci-fi-ish uh, movie called Debs, but next time 
Uh, we are going to be talking about the brand new megastar infused lesbian holiday movie, The Happiest Season. This will be a really fun juxtaposition team uh, because Debs was made in 2004. It had a budget of $3.5 million, um, whereas The Happiest Season, we don't have those stats yet, but it's hard to imagine it won't be much more because of the cast just alone. You got your... Kristen Stewart, uh, your Aubrey Plaza's, your Dan Levy's. Anyway, we'll get into that more next time. You ready to talk about Debs? I sure am. When we say sci-fi adjacent, what we mean is it's it has extreme technology a la a Bond film. Yes. So yes, technically yes. there is science fiction, but it's mostly in that genre. It's, it's a sp- it's like a spy. the tech spy. It's a spy thriller. It's a spy th- uh-huh. <laughs> spy thriller. Well, kind of. It's a spy thriller. It's a spy dramedy campy rom com whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There are thrilling moments. Yes, yes, of course, of course. But it's lighter. It's a spoof. It's a spoof. I would say it is more not total. Not in content, but in tone, potentially. Yes. I think is what yes. I mean. Of like, it, it's like, it is to Charlie's Angels as Austin Powers is to James Bond. It is a spoof and a homage to that type of show, but it is doing mm-hmm. its own thing. It is not. Yep. It is not, I repeat, content-wise, anything like Austin Powers. No, but, not even a tiny bit, but, thank God. But um. it has sha- it's 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 that type of spoof, you know? Yep. Yep. Where it's yep, it's absolutely it's taking all those elements and like whipping them up into a, a bright froth. Yes. A bright blue plaid froth, if you will. A bright um. synthetic 2004 <laughs> fabric froth. Um, yep. Although, you know, soundtrack be banging. I love oh, this soundtrack. Yes. I was like, you can tell. Yes. So we, we when this came out, we were 15. I actually realized about halfway through that I had seen parts of Deb, Deb's, like, in college, I think on Logo. Like, it was on yeah. one, one afternoon yeah. and I watched it. Um, yeah. And it's very that. Like, if, yep. if uh, and maybe, I don't know, I don't haven't had cable in years, but... Um, like this is a movie that would come on like TNT on a Saturday afternoon. It has that tone to it. It's it's a great like sick day, rainy day kind of movie. Um, and yep. it just makes you feel good to watch it. Like you watch it and you're like instantly in a good mood. Yeah, it's just like if it, it fills up it fills up your heart. And it's worth saying like before we get into like the plot overview and stuff, the reason why. I wanted this movie to be the movie that we watched, not just, not only because there are some science fiction-esque stuff to it, um, by that I mean high-tech ridiculousness, Um, it's a movie where the girl gets a girl, where no one's dying, like, um, if you want to see, like, the quintessential campy lesbian movie um, of around the same time, you should watch But I'm a Cheerleader. That movie is inarguably better a so movie, movie takes place a movie responsible a for me not accepting that natasha leone is not a lesbian i cannot accept agreed and i have a fact, really hard time with that and the also fact that she's dating fred armison we've talked about this before i'm like yeah. I, like my brain is like cannot compute will not accept like no <laughs> no yeah no 
Totally, 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 totally. And also, like, the movie are responsible for me being like, oh, yeah, uh, other people don't think the same things when they see girls that I do. And honestly, that being, like, kind of a thing that helped unlock a lot of shit for me. But that movie takes place at a gay conversion camp. Like, <laughs> It's pretty dark. So even though it's, like, fun and campy, like, the yeah. under edge of it is, like, well, it's, it's really it's edgy. It's much edgier it's, than this. Yes, yes. And this movie is just, like, all like good feelings this like other smooth, than the fact that like you're bummed that your friends don't really get how you're feeling or whatever but that's yep. that's so par for the course with like that's not that's not just a queer thing like the way they deal with it is very queer but the bottom line is like that feels very safe and fine for a feel-good movie compared to the struggles of being sent to gay conversion therapy. It is not, you know? yes. It, Those are not the same. Correct. Thing, so. I This has this, um, there's a lot of edge and, and point and but I'm a cheerleader. This has baby bumpers on all the corners. Like you yep. could let yep. you could let your little baby yep. cat frisk around on this all day long, and he would be fine. And he would not get hurt. Yeah. Yep. He'd be fine. Tell us about and what it's about, Kate. Give us a plot overview. Awesome. So, Mary, did you know that there's a secret test within the SAT, and that it's assessing? Isn't there? Women? Isn't the one test enough? Anyway. <laughs> no, apparently not. Oh. Apparently you have to pass two tests. It's great. Um, so anyway, and, and probably men too. But for women, it's to uh, it's it's testing to see if they are uh, qualified and a good candidate for an elite force called the Debs. And it's an international spy organization that fights crime. And if you get into the devs you are approached by a stranger who says you were accepted into college you didn't apply to so then we follow amy uh who is a very mild-mannered almost boring sweet blonde inoffensive women who uh who runs into has a run-in with notorious criminal lucy diamonds only to start a whirlwind romance where she realizes that she you know might be gay and um all at the expense of American security, uh, the Debs organization, and everything else. Who will win out? Will her love conquer all, or will her pride and her spy organization lead her back to the narrow, straight road of heteronormativity? Dun dun dun. dun, dun anyway, dun. So, that's Debs. Debs. Uh, Debs uh-huh. also could be called. Well, this felt very Spice Girls to me. Yes, yes, spice up your life. Like, uh, yeah, uh-huh. like spi- very spice world, but even more so, just like the the concept, and it's a little bit, I guess. Well, spice so spice world came out in two thousand, right? Yeah, I think so. So it's definitely like it was... trading on some of that, but like, every, yep. so we have four ladies. Each one's kind of given uh-huh. a shtick. Each one is kind of given a color. I actually wish they committed to spice that world more. Spice world was nineteen ninety seven. So, oh, really? Um, even farther back yes. than I thought. But still, like, uh, yeah. I definitely think that they are in. Well, I definitely think that this is in dialogue with that. But um, like, Amy is sure. blue, baby blue, mm-hmm. and she's the every girl, I, and she's that type of every girl that's like, I'm just like anybody else, except I'm wildly talented. Um, uh huh. Yep. Uh huh. You got Janet, who's pink, and the dits, aka you know? baby spice. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then uh-huh. Max is the leader, and she's very ambitious. I would say she's probably ginger. And then mm-hmm. Dominique, that is basically a anthropomorphic cigarette, 
because she's French. She's sexy. <laughs> she's French. She's sexy. She has sex with, with men. Um, she only has co- black coffee for breakfast. She's posh, obviously. She's obviously yes. posh. Yes. Um, yes. Victoria Beckham all the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There really isn't. Actually, what I will say for, I mean, like, I love the Spice Girls and and without yeah. shame or um, even pretending sure, it like sure, it's sure. a guilty pleasure. You and pleasure. I were alive at that age. <laughs> like, yeah. I, like, it would be, I feel like it's a lie if you were born in like 88 and you didn't like spice girls right like i feel like that's impossible well and also think about think about like that time and it's what they did was actually quite cool all of those women it was yeah all of those women were like flamboyant crazy i mean they basically were like if you took um the boy bands of that time Mm -hmm. but they were like but we're women and also we're all gonna dress like liberace we are all yeah. doing that. Like, way cooler. I would much rather go see um, a Spice Girls reunion show than, than like... Any boy band that was alive at that certainly, time? Yes. Or even, like, Christina Aguilera or Britney Spears or any of the, sure, like, sure, their sure. contemporaries. Sure, sure. Like, because they were so... They were they were very special. Um, I didn't I didn't want to see any of their contemporaries in concert. I wanted to see... So I never got yeah. to. I was not... My parents didn't care about... My parents loved me very much. They weren't going to stand in line at Rep Arena for, like, a thousand hours it was a or different, whatever. It was, it, a different time. it was a different time. It was a different mm-hmm. time. Yeah. 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 So I, I I do I like that that amount of it, it and I kind of feel like they're trading on a similar um, yeah similar girl vibe. girl similar power girl, girl power mm-hmm. yeah like which is very very of the time and definitely yes. I would almost say even became more potent as like a form of feminist expression through the two thousands especially post nine eleven yeah yeah I would agree with that and and. I think hmm, there's a lot to be said about the ways in which the girl power movement was really easy to co-opt um, in a capitalist way compared to right girl. However, comma, it's as, it's an important stepping stone in the evolution of where we are today. And I I don't I don't begrudge the Spice Girls. I don't begrudge the idea of girl power. I think all of that's fine and fabulous. You know, I mean, we, I think I think without it, without it, we would not have as many women in their 30s now that are not afraid to identify as feminism. It it did exactly. dilute exactly. the concept and made the concept yes. less intense, which yes. has had some ramifications I'm not excited about. Um sure. But in general, it made it more mainstream to be a feminist, and I think that the overall that is an okay thing to have happened. Yeah, no, I one hundred percent agree. Um, I listen. We we are no longer in a time. Well, okay, I say it seems as though we are no longer in a time where women half are of like, the country is no longer in a time where God, we have yeah, a very right. we have a very clear delineation. <laughs> it's more than half the country, but yes. Yeah, more than half, a little over. <laughs> there are a lot of women who no longer would stop someone and be like, well, I'm not a feminist, but uh, that's not like a thing that everyone feels they need to say anymore. Instead, instead, I feel like I want to be like, hey, TERFs, you don't get to have that name. You're now just transphobes. You don't get to have the name radical or feminist in your in your title. Nope. Like, fuck you. We see you. You're terrorists. And I'm done with it. I would I would take every I would take every um, capitalist um, lean in, even though uh, feminist yeah. oh, over mm-hmm. one turf. 
I well yes because the turfs yes, are actually not on our side like because turfs are actually yeah. terrible poisonous humans who don't get to call themselves feminists we, feminists who don't get it and are really just trading in for capitalism like we we have I an opportunity to, to rattle we radicalize. have an opportunity to educate mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely but uh but people who are sure that they are both a feminist and radical but that women are only women if biology is just dest- like fuck fuck them they are not a feminist they're transphobe i'm done bye mm-hmm. bye bye um <laughs> call mary, me well, never call me never mary what's your first impression of of Debs? i know that you said you watched a little bit on logic but logo sorry i know you said you'd see yeah. like a bit of it on logo maybe in college but like sitting down watching it all the way through for the first time what were your thoughts I thought, it was, I thought it was so fun. It's it's a blast. Like, you can't... I mean, it, it reminds me... I There was a very heavy, like, clueless vibe yes. where you have, like, an ultra-femme main uh-huh. character. And in this case, women as opposed to just, clue, like, uh, Cher. Yeah, it's not... Yeah, it's not just Cher, uh, Alicia Silverstone. But they're... Well, or in D. Yeah. Right. Anyway. But they're expressing their complex inner lives which are every bit as valid as anybody else's in what at our time right is vocal fry but like their time's equivalent to vocal fry like that the speech of young women right and the world and and it has that vibe where it's like the world like the part of the joy of clueless and this is part of the joy of dubs is that we the audience get to be get to be cleverer and better for understanding that these people still have are powerful and have worth because the world we to appreciate this movie you have to recognize and same with clueless that the world is viewing these characters and might dismiss them as vapid teenage girls right yeah but yeah but it's a wink to us the audience who are in the know to be like oh no they're powerful and while we also can still like chuckle at like the silliness that is youth and also yes. the performance of hyper femininity, which is also silly. Like it's a silly most gender also, yes. gender performances on either pole are ripe for humor. <laughs> like they just are because yes. because it's practically pants are tongue in cheek and acknowledge that's what they are, but it's all performance. It's yeah. all performative and like yeah. It's not like uh, I'm poking, I'm I'm pointing and laughing from across the room, but it's all, it should all be tongue in cheek. And this feels that way. Like the hyper short plaid skirts, you know, Catholic school girl thing. But like. Uh, the fact that they all sleep movie. in like, I mean, like they're, they, they, yes, like, they like basically live. Poofy. Yeah, they just like live in a sorority house, but they're like yes, super spies digging for their paddles. guns and their hampers. Like it's silly. Yes. It's silly. Yes, and we're, it's all silly and fun. Right. And we it's are, fun. and we get to live in both spaces where we recognize that these characters are worth our time and yes. have merit just in in the fact that they are they are people with interior lives that are rich and but we also can sort of be like oh oh to be young oh to be silly oh to be nervous to go on a first date like yep. all of those yep. foibles and strangeness of being alive and being so and being a, and, real. and being a woman right like yeah. Yeah. yeah it's 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 a it's a good it's a thing that's hard to pull off yep you know, I, I, for one, have never been nervous about a first date, and I am a, a serial <laughs> dater during quarantine. I'm not I'm not just, like, Kate, you on dreading the, you, looking at dating apps and being like, you no, on, I'll just Kate's stay here. It's up, fine. Kate's burning up the apps. 
She's like, it's I, fine. No, I, I'm no lie. I, I sent a, um, <laughs> I sent a text to Mary and our two siblings. Uh, check out our Westworld uh, episodes if you want to hear uh, the four of us podcasting together. It's a, it's a seriously good time. And it was it was on this thread where I was like, you know, meanwhile, I'm going to do nothing to try to meet a single other person in 2020 2020, or date at all. And all three of them liked my post. And I'm like, you know, I appreciate people not trying to make me a different person, just accepting me for exactly who I am. That feels supportive. So, well, I would like to thank you for not spreading COVID. Yeah. I mean, like seriously, like it's no, it's, I know, but there are ways to meet people that aren't meeting them in course. person. And I'm not doing any of it. Of course, it sounds exhausting. Of course, um, but I, just smoke you know, weed and, you know, read dyke scenes, and it's gonna be great. Um, of course, of course, and not everybody who there are safe ways to date. I know that absolutely, but there are also a lot of not sure. safe ways to date. So. I'm glad yeah, that you're not, not choosing safe ways those. today than safe ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of, of, well, because you just can't trust. You just can't trust anybody. Normally, I'd be worried that you'd be like going out with somebody who might be a serial killer. But now I'm just now like I'm like, worried that you, you might be going like, out with the person that's asymptomatic. I'm like, yes. I'm like, are you one of those persons that goes and sits at a Starbucks? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Do you wear a mask everywhere or do you not wear a mask everywhere? Oh my god. Do you like stand close to people? Do you take off your mask to sneeze? Do you do, <laughs> one of my, oh my least favorite things that people do? Oh my gosh. I, I hate when people are just walking around and so they pull down their mask so that their nose is showing. I'm like, what I'm like, that's like why? putting on pants but not zipping your fly. Like yes! what is wrong? Like why is your dick hanging out why? of your pants, bruh? Yeah. Anyway. Cover up that schnoz, boy. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. I get it that if you've been, I mean, like, I don't know, everyone's going through their own journeys and they might have been wearing their mask. Whatever, wear your mask. I don't, I I'm sorry. I just yeah. wear your mask. I'm not, I'm not here to shame anyone. Just like in the future, wear your mask. Okay. Just, just yeah. wear, just wear your fucking mask. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about setting the scene. Uh, what did this movie look like and feel like to you? I, we've kind of touched on the fact that it's like a campy Charlie's Angels. 2004 is what it looks like to me. Yeah, and like the Spice Girls of it. Is there anything we haven't talked about that you feel like it? it, it I feels will like, say. Like- I will say. I feel like they used their three mil very well. Like it doesn't. Very well. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel cheap. It doesn't feel no. expensive. It it feels like a memorable Disney Channel original movie, which is a a a, a, a type of movie that I love. Like yes, yes. You know what I mean? Yes. It's, for people who didn't grow up with like Disney Channel original movies, it's like a successful Netflix or straight to Hulu. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like a it's... fun, fine time. If it came out today, like on one of those, I mean, other than the fact that like it's very dated, I think it would probably go viral, you know? Yes. Is the thing. Yes. I so... think, I, yeah, I, I could see this. I'm So certainly, certainly in the queer scene, this must have cult status. Oh, it one thousand percent does. It it feels yeah. it feels very that. It's, and again, it is like one of like three movies where the girl gets the girl and no one like has mental health issues and serious problems. Like it's yeah. I'm not kid I'm not I am not kidding. Like there are so many Hudson <laughs> movies are so sad. There's a reason why Bury Your Gaze is a movement. Um Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think People it's like to like to kill the lesbian. Well, it's fun. It it's 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 really weird. There there have to be I mean like I've dug into some of the reasons of why, and I understand that if you that if you get to shoot your shot, 
there there are yeah. way less opportunities, obviously, because of garbage um, gatekeeping. And if you're going to shoot yeah, your shot, what movies would get made? Right, I understand. You probably, I do, I you do probably understand. do want to say something like serious, but at the same sure. time, like you can't be it if you can't see it. And I'm sorry, most people's lives, barring the whole um, SAT super spy stuff, <laughs> I hope yeah. will will mirror this story, this romance. As opposed to Lady on Fire. So. Um, or, or oh, God, what is that? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, Piper, Parbo. There's like, there's a perfect comparison because it is used a bunch. Movie, Hawk. Um, I don't know if you've seen this movie. Lost and Delirious. Lost oh, and I haven't Delirious seen it. It's a 2001 lesbian movie. Don't. Sad. Don't. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it ends with uh, literally a suicide and the rela- relationship Great. in it is abusive and it's all Fantastic. a f- fucking nightmare. And so like the bottom line is most people's lives, hopefully, are closer to Deb's literally notwithstanding the secret of the SAT yeah. than Lost and Delirious because that is the Lost and Delirious is a story that is the exception in most people's lives, not the rule. I am sorry if you've had a really tragic life. I'm really glad you're here to listen to talk about a really lighthearted thing with us, you mm-hmm. know, like, but, but, but like, but that's, but that's the hot people, bummer for me. People need to, I mean, like, we know, we know how important it is. We know how important it is for people to be for able to see the, yes, representations of themselves in yeah. public figures and media and, and yep. all of those things. It's so important. And like, I think most, most romances don't end tragically, even if they don't last forever, right? Yes, so yes. We most need... of them just end yeah. tragically for you, but not tragically on a mortal scale. Mm. They're just, they're sad because you were in them and they hurt. That's, yeah. that's the unfortunate truth of sometimes, you know, ever, Everybody the only relationship that hurts. lasts is the one yeah. that you're in when you pass away. <laughs> like, it's, you know. So I'd like to talk about some yeah. of the things that this movie's referencing. Um, but under that, I'm not really talking about other movies. More like um, the ways in which it references different tropes. Sweet. And also um, yeah, kind of spaces. So uh, I'll get us started. Um, I like how it references coming out issues. The way it talks about them. Um, with... You have Amy really struggling with the fact that she clearly has feelings for Lucy in part because, and we'll get into this a little bit more, like who she's supposed to be. But um, you have other people's feelings of betrayal. Um, The idea that like someone would keep this from you and that they were like lying to you about who they were. Um, While you also have the other side, the tug of like, you know, if you were really this lesbian's best friend, you would let her just be a lesbian and not making it about you. Um, you have a fun reference to like safe spaces in terms of like queer bars where like you that were hidden away, but you could be yourself. Um, in this movie, they make it like the bar of the bad guys and you have to go down like it's like almost a speakeasy. But by speakeasy, I mean a weird tunnel you go into. Nothing yonic about that. And uh, you're going past all these like one way, keep out, turn around signs and then have to drive through like, you know, this holograph like there are a million holographs in this movie um in order to reach the safe place to be queer 2004 yeah that's about the holographs yes continue yeah no 100 uh 2004 was the holograph thing i also loved that the ba- that 
I do love that the bad guy's hangout looks like a cross between the bronze and um, the the coffee shop from Lizzie McGuire, like something like the Hyper Bean or something like that. It's like seriously, it's such, it's, 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 such a it's a cross hilarious between, space. It's a cross between the like the bronze and also like the queer bar in but I'm a cheerleader. You're right. You have uh, you have the rom com trope of like you know the like. The really good person and like the bad girl. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, like but, but, dating you know someone I mean. who's wrong for you. Dating somebody yeah, that you dating have someone off the wrong side that of the you tracks. Have, like not I, what. Less what I did way. like about that is I like that it. I pref- always prefer in this type of movie, like a rom com, when the people are put at odds because of situation, not because of personality. Like I hate yeah. in a rom com where it's like. One of them was really we mean have- to the other one for a really long time. I'm yes. like, why would you talk to that jerk? Like, don't. <laughs> like, oh, I'm sorry. You negged. Mary's a little bit too healthy for those kinds I'm of just stories. Like, why she's are you like, negging? She's like, why would you keep someone terrible yeah. and toxic in your life? The, lots of the rest of us are like, I mean, yeah, that time you had that really tough. <laughs> I'm just saying. And, well, and a lot of it takes place in work environments. And I just can't yes. stomach. Oh, my God. Fuck I cannot that. stomach watching. No. And it's and usually because like ninety nine percent of all rom coms are uh, heterosexual. I just can't stand like ninety nine point nine percent. Yeah, lots. Like, yeah, I mm-hmm. cannot stand a movie where it's a man who's really mean to a woman in a professional environment for kind of no reason, and then the f- yep. and then is rewarded with that woman at the end. No, no, yep. no, no. I agree one hundred percent. I'm one hundred percent. I love on the same I love that it's it's very much just like they're on they're they're on different teams. Like I much prefer yeah. that. That's that's way more fun for me. But not even at the extremist way that like you think like in, it's almost like mistaken identity more than it is like because it's like, oh, she didn't actually kill every person who interacted with her. That's like an urban legend. Like, you know, these things are are all like totally hyped up about her, um, right? I think that they had an opportunity actually to like get into some some deep stuff about like what we think about law enforcement there. But I do understand why they didn't. Yes, yes, yes. This was this was that movie. Yeah. But if this movie were made today, probably would. Maybe. Yeah, I do think that this movie doesn't try to make. Like, I think they actually do a good job of being like, this organization kind of sucks. They don't. It's um, not chest beady patriotic. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you have Holland Taylor playing Mrs. Ms. Peachtree, um, who comes in, cannot remember the name of the person she wants to promote, um, even for a second. Like, they're all nameless, faceless soldiers to her. Um, I was she... very surprised by her character throughout. That... Well, I mean, I think I think her character is, trying, is supposed to, like, reinforce, like, that these institutions... They're supposed shit. to show that Amy should probably not throw away all her hopes and she dreams d- for just no, because these people be want her. A part of the death. Yeah. No. Yeah, I was They're I was kind of very broken. surprised though because I was like I was like man now I'm sure. there is no way that character would not be a yes queen like there is no way it did sort of point out to me how maybe toxic that that culture has become like our current culture has become but you know what I mean like where we're like woman is a yes. CEO yes like. No, <laughs> actually, probably yeah. no. Like we need to still yeah. question all those people, but it's very hard because we want we want representation. We want to see it, like images of ourselves being successful, and 
all we got is capitalism, baby. So here we go. Do you remember low, like maybe two years ago when um, it came out that like the Thinks CEO was probably sexually harassing like everyone in her staff? Yes, it's the same yeah. thing with um like that girl boss yep. story. Like there are a lot of this shit. Women who are who who are climbing and cashing around capitalism who actually are not good people, and you're like, I'm so surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, like, don't get me wrong, I would prefer to support women-owned businesses, but like it's actually not that surprising that like a system that inherently corrupts you inherently corrupts women too. Yeah. Like, no, it's not. But at the same time, I feel like there is a desire to paper over it because we have so few. We just are like, Ugh. We have so it's few. like when you, when you hear about it, it stabs exactly. you. So it's actually really, I, I'm not sure how I would have felt about Miss Petrie in 2004. I would have been like, I would yep. want her to be like more, you know. But, um, but I do that depiction. Well. That depiction was it was at least was at least very interesting to watch in a film like this where you would expect it. Everything else is pretty poppy and light and fun. And she was, she wasn't like a, an edge in this movie. 100%. This whole organization is fucking bizarre and untrustworthy feeling. Oh, it's you know? shady. And we find yes. out that like the, 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 the test was evaluating to see if you're a liar and like the way that, and that's interesting the way that that like, um, weaves into the stories about queers because I heard growing up and it's funny hearing this growing up because I didn't I didn't know that I was queer like fully like there are a million moments that came and went where I was like huh but um I didn't really actualize that until I was um in my sophomore year of college watching but I'm a cheerleader on a couch with uh my then friend Rachel Bunker um and that um so I had been told though growing up that people who are gay are compulsive liars because they have been hiding their identity um and I hated that because I don't want to believe that and I still don't believe that yeah even though like I guess I would be the Amy who lied to myself if that's the way we want to translate okay um, come on and I no 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 of course I don't buy yeah. that you know or, but, but that is kind of like the supposition of the movie by having her be the perfect liar and be yeah. the gay person that like, maybe she was even lying to herself, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and then that's what she's so good at is like, just trying to be like what everyone else wants her to be. Um, and I've, you know, and I, I don't, I, don't I, I know many lesbians who have dated compulsive liars, but I don't think that that's actually like a queer no. trait, but I think that that was a dialogue that was shoved down our throats Oof. for years. Ugh. Um, I don't know if you ever heard that, Mary. Did you not? I, I heard is, that a bunch. No. Um, no. Really? Because I know that that's in there for that reason. That's, I'm, like, I'm that's glad you're a, pointing it out to me. No, I, I don't. No, I've never heard that. I, I thought that that was kind of a, that stuck out to me. And I, I kind of took it in a different direction um, later on, which we'll talk about, which is not so much about this movie, but is about like the idea of being a spy and a woman in general. Um, it does make, <coughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. It does make sense to me. I do I do feel like conflating a pressure to conform with a society's expectations of you and being a liar dishonesty is yes. very toxic. Like that is that is well, not that is not okay. <laughs> like it's well, just and that's not why okay. it's so much stronger when he says subterfuge yes. because that makes more sense. Yes. 
an ability to adapt and conform to the to the outside world in ways to keep you safe. Like that stuff, those are healthy adaptive strategies that have kept people, queer people, alive for thousands of years. Yeah. So like I'm not I'm not shading people being no. able to pass as straight. No. That's that's actually a learned skill. I am just lucky to be where I am, where I am intentionally choosing to do the opposite in hopes that future generations will never have to do it again. Yeah. And sometimes it's it's hard and scary and uh, you end up being in terrible situations where men say things to you that you wish they didn't say or people do, you know, whatever. It's not it's not great. There's no perfect answer yet. I'm just trying. I'm trying my best every day. Anyway. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I, I'm sure I, I am probably forced to have less conversations that butt up against people's um, acknowledged or unacknowledged homophobia, certainly than you do, just by the fact sure, that sure, sure, sure. when they when they interact with me, they're like, oh, we're the same team. I don't have to talk about my homophobia. I assume you're just as homophobic as I am, which, Ex- which no, exactly, is tough. Exactly. And I like, don't Same love. thing with like when, when a white person talks yep. to us and assumes that like we're just as racist as they are. That's a fucking hot bummer. I try to do everything so I can to awful. be openly yep. not... To be openly anti-racist, but like, but then that also it doesn't fucking matter. But that matter. also hides. But that also like shuts it down because then they're like, oh, they don't agree with me, so I won't talk about this. <laughs> like, yeah, so exactly. it's it's no, hard. Exactly. So you don't have the difficult. But, mm-hmm. um, but I'm I'm legitimately a little bit gobsmacked by that. That's awful. <laughs> That's awful. Oh, blah. Well. Well, you know, so th- that's the last thing I had about referencing. Do we want to dive into yeah. this identity Let's discussion? Let's for sure do um, that. All right. Uh, I think that, like, kind of the key theme about this movie, not about, like, what it is spoofing or satiring it, is identity. Um, we we meet Lucy, we meet Amy, and they're on two opposite teams, as Mary said. Like, they both have a role to play. Lucy uh, inherited basically a crime syndicate, we are told, but it seems like she's pretty solo hanging out with her friend scud jimmy simpson uh in a really lovely aka performance, by aka the way. um liam mcpoyle yes uh-huh and and he's done like so many things um there was something else he was in recently that i wanted to shout out uh jimmy simpson, i'm always happy when i see him me too because he's actually been in like a million 72 things are credited yeah. to he's him, a wonderful uh, i mean actor. like it went when he is he's probably in his 40s now when he's like in his 60s we will be like great character actor jimmy like he yeah. is that but but his character acting in um in westworld was oh yeah very good as 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 young william was very good i and love like, character actors i would but say like, softer but than, i think he's just yeah. too young for us to like recognize that that's what he is but i think it's gonna be like that is what he is yeah yeah, and like he has some nuance, but like so do lots of great character actors. Oh, the bottom line is, yeah. Oh, um, I don't mean. Jimmy I Simpson. definitely do not mean the character actors are like bad at their their craft. No, I think no, they're no. very good at Neither, their craft. They're very yeah. good at what they do. But he has yes, a he's, It's more that he has a instantly recognizable face. He does not. Mm-hmm. There is nobody mm-hmm. else that looks like him in in Hollywood. No one, right? And and maybe in, the world. I was gonna say in the world. And maybe in the yeah. world. <laughs> Um, he has like a brand of character but it's infinitely adaptable to a million different situations yep um and he's he's quite he's like he can do drama he can do funny stuff he can do a lot of different 
a lot of different types of acting while still maintaining his brand. All of those things to me define yep. a, a great character actor. Yep. Anyway, so, you know, we, we were told that Lucy, you know, inherited, you know, something from a crime boss. Uh, we find out later she never wanted to be a criminal mastermind, just wanted to be a pirate. Also is, a criminal, as, but, uh, you know. As Amy points out, is also a criminal. Well, but, and I know, also love that, like, whatever. like <laughs> Amy is thinking about, like, like, Svengal, like, like, people who are currently, like, taking over oil tankers and stuff like that. Yes. And Lucy is definitely, like, ooh, arguing in her head. Like, that is what's going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. She's literally thinking about a funny hat with a parakeet on your shoulder. So Lucy... She is supposed to be, you know, the big bad. Um, and you have Amy, who is the perfect score, supposed to be the perfect Deb with the perfect hunky boyfriend. I loved his depiction. He was a little oh bit too God. much in the mood. Like, I wanted him to go away basically after the, that swing scene. I agree. Like, I didn't need him anymore. Yes. But... You and every lesbian yeah. watching a movie like no, this bye. ever. Like, I, we, it's been enough of the boyfriend. Can we get rid of the boyfriend? Is he he's still around? He was worth it anyway. for me to have. I love that he had the same, because like, he does a joke, and the first time it is funny. The second time it's less funny, but the third time it's really funny. He's always, like, asking her for stuff back or talking about his, yeah. da- like, oh, my dad got this. Where's dad Yeah, because his dad yeah. is, is his dad CIA. My dad got this bracelet in Quantico. My dad got these puka shells, yeah. which was again so of the yes. times. Yes, um, but it was like it was a, it was a solid joke. I did enjoy that mm-hmm, a lot. Where mm-hmm, you just get, have this mm-hmm. idea of and him taking back, giving things and taking them back. First of all, first of all, being that kind of ex boyfriend, which is the worst. Uh-huh. And second of all, oh and God, second right. of all, like name dropping. So you immediately got like, oh, he's privileged. And, and I think also a little bit. I mean, this is I think kinder than. I want to be to him, and I even think the movie is, like, kind of, like, spoofing us and making fun of it. But, like, while Amy is, like, who am I? What am I going to be? Like, who who gets to decide who I'm going to be? That That's, like, her narrative. That's her arc, right? He is, like, not at all investigating this. He is becoming his dad. He wants to be his dad. That is why he is doing what yeah. he is doing. And I think to juxtapose those two characters together, it... It's smart because you know that they don't belong together because he needs to go on that journey, too, and he, he will never will. He, no one will ask him yeah. to, and he will be successful no matter what, so he's just going to do what's He's going to fail upwards for forever. Yeah. 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 And plus, it's very funny to talk about, like, I got these puka shells while on, like, assignment in Moscow. Like, it's hilarious. It's a ridiculous idea. It's also interesting, uh, the name Debs, because while there is supposedly an acronym... Like there's the there are the there are the abbreviations for it to be an acronym. You're never told what the acronym That's is. That's very true. Um, yeah. I mean, you're okay. You are told that um, that the three of the key things are discipline, energy, and beauty. But however, that is the same thing you could say about a debutante. Yeah. And so like this uh, this use of like the term Debs, where like it's this frivolous, beautiful thing, but like kind of taking it and twisting it around to being like bad bitch uh you know super spies is pretty cool that's fun um but it is interesting that like they are kind of being tight roped to this like hyper femininity while being supposed to be bad bitches you know it's not like they seem like they are chafing at it there's no everything's everyone is high feminist there is not a single butch in this movie okay just just so we're clear i'm not mad about it as a femme who doesn't see like you know and whatever but 
But I appreciate movies that come out where there's a lot more nuance because I'm not actually a femme. I'm a tomboy femme or I'm a genderqueer, you know. Anyway, um, but you don't we this movie does not go to the place that I sort of wish it did with this particular trip. And we'll talk about this when we get into like the Charlie's Angels of it all. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I think that's like a, that is a, that is a, a minor blemish on this movie uh, as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, I mean, I think, yeah. I think what we're supposed to understand about them is they're almost in like a less rapey version of like um, the Red Sparrow program where they're young, yep. beautiful women who are yep. used for espionage, basically. Yep. And we never see them being used in a sexual no. way, which is interesting because, like, you're right. Like, that is what it implies. But it's nothing that we ever see, thankfully. Right. I'm happy about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm very, Don't very that happy about that. I, but I think I think that they also <laughs> kind of expect, like, we kind of, we kind of know, like, the, the whole, like, yeah, liar it's, it's, thing. It's like a wink and, at it. Yeah. Like, yeah. we're supposed to. Well, and, and the greatest honor that they're given is a Mary Jane Yes, um, <laughs> which not a joint people. For those of you who don't know, that was a type of shoe uh, that still exists. Um, yep. I'm a big fan of a Mary a, Jane shoe. I love Mary Jane. It's I know very, you are. very um, flattering on a leg. I think it's supposed to be sort of a nod to like it's it's an it's an any shoe. Any any woman type of woman can wear this shoe. Just depends on what they but do with it. But it's also a shoe we start putting. Uh, you know, little girls yes. in oh, when and you, they're wearing like lacy right. white and you wear socks, you, you know? wear it your whole life. Like yeah, you yes, can go your exactly. whole life wearing Mary Jane's. Yeah. What I love about this movie, and this is a nece- this is necessary for any ro- romantic comedy, which I think this is more than anything else, right? Yes. From a genre perspective. Yes. Yes. Is that the chemistry between Amy and Lucy is so undeniable? Good. It oh is my so god! Good. It's so you it's buy them wh- totally. Yeah, that is that is what makes this movie is honestly the the chemistry between Lucy and Amy, the friend chemistry between Scud and Lucy, and between Aunt Janet and Scud, yeah, and Janet. then Janet and Amy, and Amy and uh, Max when Max isn't when they aren't fighting, which is most of the movie. But that's that's just that's its own thing. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is some fire chemistry between uh, Amy and Lucy, and the whole like trying to get her back montage on that against that song oh baby please i think it's uh i'm looking up right now yeah um now i'm just playing the dev soundtrack it's a little bit respect by who erasure every 80s night that i've ever gone to i've danced to that song of course of course yeah it's just like it's the sweet montage and you see her like put up like basically a bat signal and then it turns into like you know lucy loves amy like it's just sweet it's just this movie's mm-hmm. full of so much sweetness and the montages are so cute and you don't get moments to just get enjoy like just just two women coming together and and just and just finding something special and new with each other it's very lovely and makes my heart and how fun and how fun is the bait and switch we have been told and expected that lucy is going to go on a date with like a dangerous russian spy um played by uh one of the friends from legally blonde which was fun to see her yes And um, and then and then you see uh, Scud Scud McPoyle um, talking to Scud Lucy, McPoyle. 
And you realize that actually what's happening is that he's setting her up to go on a like a date, like a blind date mm-hmm. with this person. And like that that is fun. There are elements of this that feel like sort of the golden age of romantic comedies, like screwball comedies. Yes. Where it's just like it's like people doing things that are like and misunderstandings that are like just off by enough yeah. that it's it's actually fit really funny. Yeah. That all of these secret agencies have like staked out this restaurant so that Lucy can be like, I don't really want to be on this date. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I got, I got food poisoning. I'm so sorry. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's very fun. Those two, the chemistry between those two is very, very good as well. Yeah. I would have preferred if the main friendship between Amy and Max was what was explored versus Janet. I understand why Janet is important into the story, but... It would be nice to see Max and Amy being actually friends instead of kind of pitted against each other, which is what we yeah, see in most of the movie they, they basically like, only tell they don't show that yeah, that is the case. Yeah, and that's and that's a hot bummer because, like, yeah. I feel like they could have a really interesting dialogue on race in this movie. And, like, again, I understand that that's not the movie, but um, the fact that something is pulled from Max, who's worked really hard at it, and just handed to her pretty white femme friend by, like, by, you know, That has not aged well. No. I mean, I feel uh, like that, that, I, that, that seems made it into real, my... but it's something that they should dialogue on. Not like... Yeah, it, it's not, like, Max's character beautiful. is problematic to me. In general, because we she see her. She looks like the angry black woman instead of. Um... Yeah, she absolutely is. And, and, too, that's and too bad. she's shown. She, she's her... suppo- she should be mad in these situations. Like she should well, be and mad. And her ambition, her amb- basically she's ambitious. And then that is what makes her a villain. Mm-hmm. And so we see a situation where because Amy wants to do something that we, the audience, probably feel more comfortable with, which is be an artist. Yeah, 100%. Versus, like, kill people and be a spy. Which, um, you know, we we agree with. We've already said it would be fun if, like, the whole thing was, like, also, this whole situation's toxic. Burn it to the ground. But, you know, that's not the movie. So it's, yeah. it's a hot bummer that um, that's where Max has to live. The, uh, my, my like, my I Ching now is... Uh, Lindy West. I'm rereading her books after I enjoyed shit actually so much, and so I'm not good. sure if you've gotten. I'm not sure if you got into the Reality Bites. Uh, I have not. I have not. Because some of these movies, yet. I want to rewatch before I read her oh. thing, just because like it's I would been recommend years. you actually. I would actually recommend you just read the Reality Bites. Okay, one. really? Don't you really? don't you do not need to rewatch? Because I haven't. I haven't seen like The Fugitive in forever, so I skipped. That you one. should. Okay, those one thousand percent. Like yes, but like do not do not spend your quality your. The, the small amount of time you have on this earth watching reality bites any more than you have to. Yeah, fair, 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 um, fair, 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 fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but she has a line in there where it's like, there's nothing we love more as an audience than a, a beautiful white woman who kind of tries. And there is like an aspect in Max's story. Yeah. Amy is that character and we are just expected to like, like her because she's so wildly talented and she's kind of trying Yeah, at what she does. But, like, generally it's just her talent that carries her through. And then we are expected to think that Max's ambition and work to actually achieve her goals is villainous. And that is messed up. That is not okay. That's totally messed up. And also, I, that's, I like Amy most when we are, she's interacting with Lucy or thinking about Lucy. Like, the second that she's, like, trying to, like, lead that mission instead of Max, I'm like, you're being a 
bad friend because you know yeah. you don't deserve this because you don't work as hard. Like, I feel like if that situation actually were to happen to me, not only would I be like, this is fucked. And when they didn't like listen to me, I would then be like, okay, my first uh, action of command when it's just the four of us is to put Max in charge. Max, what's the plan? And just leave it at that. And then and they like, also give, if any they also, praise comes to me, I'd be like, it was all Max, you know? And the, and the stuff that they give Max to do that is like, cr- like, Max also is the character that gatekeeps in this. That's not right. Yeah, like that's no, just not. It it, it rings false. Like I basically Max is a problem in this. Ma- movie Max for me, is for the sure. problematic piece for me as well. Yeah. Um and it's I and I hate it because Max gets yeah. a really badass looking moment when like they're at uh the the uh blind date or whatever and she like flips her gun and it's like ready and she's walking in slow-mo and she's just wearing tank top and like her uh tie and like i'm like i bet that was a great moment for that actress and i bet she likes the fact that the clip like that exists of her in the world i would like a clip like that to exist of me in the world if i were an actress you know i mean like that's awesome but i hate all the interpersonal shit that she doesn't get to do as a character and like the fact that like instead of being like hey, I was actually just saying those things to, like, Mrs. Peachtree so, like, you could, like, Peachtree so we could talk later. But, like, obviously I'm not mad at you. I just wish you would talk to me and, like, let me know so we didn't, like, waste a bunch of resources yeah. looking for you. You know, like, had, like, I think that that whole dynamic would have been different today. And they and- needed to they needed to reconcile and we needed to understand Max's motivations in this more yes. because it did kind of seem like she, it, it seemed like she Amy cared more had about been the a- job than she did about her friends. Right, which doesn't ring true, and it, no. it bums it bums me out. The character I relate to the most in this story probably is Max, in that like I'm like I'm an ambitious person who like yeah I work like, hard too yeah yeah right. But like her her narrative and the and the desire, I feel like they make her almost a little bit unnecessarily homophobic seeming, which I don't appreciate. Yeah, one hundred percent they do one hundred percent, and I get that I, like I get that that. And, but like I, I feel I feel like her her story should be like should just be changed a little bit so that instead of she's just like, I thought we had a life plan. I thought that you and I were on the same page, and I got a lot of power from our friendship, knowing that I had another really talented person who was on the same page as me. Yeah, I thought and you'd always hard. have my back and I'd always have yours, and well, we wouldn't and be in this so- alone. And even even like kind of the crummy stuff about it, and and now you're gonna like date a woman that like I. I am I am enemies with because of my job and I love my job I love doing this job unlike you who doesn't like doing this job even though you're better at this job than me like all of those things I think are hugely relatable yeah Yeah. Yeah. I mean everybody everybody has like been in a class or had a job or like any situation where someone seems like they're doing something so much more effortlessly than you do and you care so much more and it chafes you and it bothers you Um, if we were going to write this scene I would have Amy say it doesn't really matter if you think that I could like that I have the potential to be better at this job than you. The bottom line is I don't want it, which makes you the yeah. better person at this job. And that would be like a yep. And then they would hug, and it'd be great, and we'd be wrapping yeah. in some existentialism in there. And and you could even tie it in with this idea of like like if you don't want to make Max instantly supportive of her being a lesbian at all, you could also mirror that, and you'd be like, I thought we had a plan. I thought that you and I were on the same page. I thought that, you know. You also, you wanted to, like, talk about boys with me, but, like, I guess it doesn't really matter. We can talk about girls with you. Like, that's not a, you know, like, you could yeah, have but, that but the, same but those are instantaneous kind of reaction moments that I'm sure people have. Like, we know that that's, that those are sure. things people have. Like, because, 
Because at the end of the day, someone coming out to you means that, like, this is why it's hard for parents. Uh, I've thought a lot about this. I think as a mom, something that you have to do from a biological standpoint almost is make mental models of what could possibly happen and how do you keep your kids safe. Like, that's just the reality. The problem is that the way our brains work and, like, where we are in society now is very different. So, like, you're making mental models real far out. And you're making mental models that have to do with, like, sociology and, like, um, and, and life choices down the road. And so by the time your kid is, like, old enough to come out and know who they are, you might have a totally different idea of who that person is for the rest of their life. And that's that's hard. I have a yeah. lot of sympathy You're for like, the fact that that's got to be really hard. You you birthed this person. Of course that's hard. And well, you, you chose, you chose path. Person. You just chose a different path in the choose your own adventure of the story. The only then problem is that your child is actually living that adventure and you yeah. are just making it up. So you got to yeah. suck it up. And, it, and that's no, like just co- the truth of course, of it. Of course. Of course. And that's up, just the truth know. of it. But yeah, I but, mean, like, it is un- friends too. Like, you have a mental model of what things are going to look like and it's hard. It was... I'm sure, I don't know if I've actually said this before on this podcast, but I know you and I have talked about this. Like, the very first moment that I found out that, like, you and Andrew are getting married, so thrilled. But also a tiny part of you is like, oh, well, something did change. Like, and not yeah. not in a foundational way. Like, I know that if I called you at 3 a.m. and said, I need you here now, it is life or death, you would get in your car and be here. You know? Like, yeah. I, I genuinely believe that things didn't change in the foundational way. But like, yeah, some, I am your person, but also so is someone else. And in a very different way, sharing, in a day-to-day way. Sharing a, best, sharing a best friend with another person is something that is, is it, it, it's hard. existentially it's, scary initially. Yes, yes, yes. It's less hard in practice, but it's hard like when, when you're introduced with this new idea, you know. So, totally. Totally. Yeah. And so I, get, I think that, I think, yeah, you're right. These are all things that they could easily dig into that are so human. It is not, and I not mean, even just queer, like just human. How, yeah. And how unsurprising, right, from my perspective, that a, a character that I wish was fleshed out more and I'm most interested in is the best friend of the character who's going through the coming out experience. Like, because, right, because sure. that is me in life. Absolutely. Right? Like, I, no, absolutely. In, the, absolutely. in a queer narrative, that is who I am. So I want, I want so much better for Max. And I think that. I do too. So I think I think it would bother me even if it was a if she was a white woman. Like I'd still be like, this isn't like something in the buttermilk isn't clean here. Like this isn't right. Like but her it, story but it's just doesn't. To injury almost though. Because well, it's, it's like... so much worse that she's a black yeah. woman because then you then I think that then... they're trading on pretty racist ideas about yes. like yes. about an about like angry ambitious black women and I'm like no they're just I mean she's she's just squirrel trying to get a nut like yeah. she's working very hard yeah. and it's totally unacceptable for someone who doesn't even can't even bother to remember other people's names and yet you still have to respect her because you do want that person to be your boss one day because yeah. you still really want this job yeah. to like come in and like rip the rug out from underneath you that's not okay it's so, like it's so fucked up and the fact that amy is not like yeah. instantly like this is so fucked up like it would be i'd even forgive amy if amy like was like i didn't say anything i didn't know what to say i was so shocked but i am so yep. sorry and like what can i how can i help now you know like let's strategize yep. like something well and it it also felt weird to me. I mean, they, they do have a reconciliation moment at the end. I was like, like I think a, it's both. It's like a millisecond, though. It's annoying. I'm, both characters have a lot to apologize to each other about. And they don't. And they and it should have it should have taken place early, like 
earlier in the final act. Yeah, for, no, in my it would have been great if like they had had that moment before the speech or something, so that then like it was almost like, yeah, I it it would have felt. I, it's not that she needs Max's blessing, obviously, you know, but it would be nice if like. She was empowered both by, like, her own realization she wanted this, but, like, also the understanding that even if Max wasn't like, hey, I get why you want to be with Lucy, go get the girl. Instead, it's like, hey, I love you. And, you know, at the end of the day, that is the most important thing to me, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and I'm sorry about blank and you're sorry about blank and that would be enough, you know? Totally. Well, and especially since, like, I mean, definitely we, we... We chafe against uh, Janet's homophobia, initial shock and homophobia, and like for a little bit. Yeah. But generally speaking, I'm like, she's such an easier win because she's sort of like the goofball character. Yeah. Like, she, Janet just seems like someone who's easily ignorant because she's never like thought twice about the things that like she's saying. And right. therefore, she's, is, like, she's very never seen the over. world. Yeah. Right. She's never seen the world, but when Not she sees the world, see. she accepts it. Right. Yes. Like, she like, yes, yes. Right. Right. And I do actually really like her romance with, with Scott. I think it's very I cute too. and it's I enjoyed very it. very sweet. And also like the fact that like they're, they're fucking I am in each other. I am in each other. the time. It's yes. So like, I was like, oh, so. Uh, I do so, remember like, high uh, making faces at a computer like as a kid. Um, uh-huh. uh-huh. What do you, I, I mean, like, I know that like now we would think that they were, um, they were like texting or something, but I did think I was like, I wonder what modern like children, like young people watching this movie what would they what would they yeah, identify what do they as the happening? platform are they sending like an email like what is because like there's no way no they're on aim like that is what yeah. they're doing no no <laughs> like, it's just so we know that like there's no... so obvious yep. yes yes <laughs> it is funny that they don't show it yeah they probably didn't have like the budget to like reskin it so they were like it's fine everyone's gonna know but hilarious, Barry, hilarious aim handle time. i can't remember Oh, um, I actually can't tell you because it's still like a handle I use all the time in the internet. Okay, but if you cut totally, it, I will tell you yeah, what it I'll is. Cut, yes, I will cut it. <laughs> yes. We don't have to. Um, it's it. like a it's like a word Thomas and I made up. It was Rugel, R-U-G-E-L-K. What I think it was like spooky something or whatever. Oh, I had I had like a sub. I had it was like spook. Sp- what was my spooky one? It was spooky something. Spooky. Yeah. Spooky peach or I don't know. I don't Probably know. it was that. I can't. Yeah, that was like in the height of the goth phrase. But that yeah. was a, that was a sub one. My main one is Rougel. Oh, um, what well, was yours? Uh, well, my eventually it was Kiss Me Kate because. Um, oh, I love that. Yeah, uh, that opens you up to weird comments though. Uh, before that, it was like <laughs> theater I was nerd. To, I love it. It was like cool spells with K E W L. And I tried, I, like, I couldn't find like I couldn't do cool cat or like cool cat with like a K because that's you know my name starts with a K, so it was cool C cat because that was all that was left, and I didn't want to add numbers anyway. Oh it was real bad. Oh my god, that's amazing. That it's is that so. Is... It's so embarrassing. Have you seen Pen never... Fifteen yet? I have. I have. I have. Okay. I yes. There. Andrew I'm not, and I'm not I, caught up on it, but yes, I have. Andrew that. and I talk about the brilliance of diaper nine one one diaper emergency all the time, <laughs> and how like what a horrifying aim name it yeah, is. Yeah, no, I horrifying. Mine, mine was not like the most unfortunate one in the entire world, but like but way for them to capture great. to capture the choices we made. Yes, given yes. the limited availability of what you know, like. 
Like, yep. <clears throat> I mean, that's the most intense version of it, but I was like, yeah, okay. Yep. 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 Um, yep. Hilarious. Fucking hilarious. Uh, <laughs> anyway, 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 Janet, anyway. Yeah, so, I mean, like, I that was okay, but I would have much preferred. It was, it was a bummer to see the relationship between Amy and Lucy be so beautifully and and like and that is tables like it has that has to happen for this to be for the movie to be good absolutely and then but then like the other relationships with Amy and other people be kind of like meh like meh um I don't know maybe maybe it's asking too much this movie's also only an hour and a half long I think it's actually I think it's under 90 minutes actually yeah maybe it's like a little bit again you know that that would probably that would be where I would improve upon it, you know, like this yes, movie. The relationships with her and the other Debs. Yeah, I mean, yes, it even ends yes. with, um, oh man, what's her name? Dominique. It even ends with Dominique being like, "I didn't really like you, but bye." Yeah. <laughs> That's, that would never happen now. No, no, because no. like we'd have to have the girl squad moment, which I don't hate. I don't hate either. I'm 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 okay with the I'm okay with blind idea that like women always don't get along because that's not we know we know for a fact that's not true. That was just something we were trading on. It's weird to trade on that and it would be about queer women where our communities are full of women who like other women and not just sexually. I mean like just like, you know. So it's it seems silly. It's interesting. So you know, first off, I want to call out like the meet cute when they're like both running down like uh different alleys of this mm-hmm. like warehouse that is both at the uh at the restaurant and then later on also at the Debs Academy. So like hilarious uh that this exact yep. same place is both places. But the first time she runs into her and like and and Lucy asks who she is and Amy puts like the gun underneath her armpit to shake like hands with Lucy. Like they're all hilarious. These, like hilarious, perfect like little moments. Um that I just like I, I wanted to call out because I think it's worth like highlighting just you know the fact that like that the security system is like plaid and in the newspaper getting tossed into it like is singed the fact that like when sh- Lucy is scaling uh the walls of the deb facility the first time she's using those like uh air like those sucker like things what are they giant called? suction cups giant yeah basically cups. Essen- yes, essentially exactly. yes. like all the- there are all these silly fun little things that like Belie like why they don't get into maybe these bigger issues is 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 it really is trying to just be something like very very fun. It's just supposed to be fun, yeah. But which, um, which it is. It is. It is so successful at that. Yes. Like, yes. I was. I was in a, such a better mood after watching this movie than I was before, and though that is a testament to, especially during these times. Yes. Right. Well, and and the whole reason why we chose this movie was we didn't know how the election was going to go, and I, I wanted something fun and light and easy, and and this is definitely that. Whether it's almost like what Napoleon said about champagne, and victory deserves you deserve it, and in uh, defeat you need it. Uh, this movie is great. Whether you've won something or lost something, it will always make you feel better. Um, indeed, indeed. But it's interesting um, that like you have Amy giving you know this speech about like courage, and it's like when she's like you know the courage to tell the truth, and the idea is like that even when lying is so much easier, it's something that you're good at. Um, and it made me think about like this idea that if you're gay, um, there was there was it was something I was told when I lived in Atlanta. Um, that uh, one of my friends, like, uh, who's black, she was like, my parents, this is how they feel. That, like, um, being gay 
is easier than being black. And what sucks about that is it totally erases black gay people who, um, you know. Also, like, also, there are no winners in the um, oppression Olympics. Yes. In the oppression Olympics. Of of course. Of course. No, but if you if you pretended like that all gay people were only white, like then you're not wrong in the way that like you can suppress your true nature. I just think eventually that poisons you. And so it's a silly idea. I think that everyone is happier doing better if you are safe enough and supported enough that you can live your truth. I'm not yeah. telling people to just come out of the closet when they're not in a situation where that will actually be okay for them. Try to be financially dependent. Know that you're cared about. It is okay if you're not ready to be out of the closet. You know, there's no there's no right or wrong time. Just what is safe and good for you. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting that it can be such a fun and lighthearted movie, but still touch on these things that are heavier. Some of the more successfully, I think the gay stuff, it does pretty well. Um, I 1,000% agree. Yeah. Um, I was surprised by how deep it was. Yep. I kind of expected it to be um, a girl gets girl and it's just like, and she just happens to be a girl, which I also would have enjoyed. Sure. Um, because I think that there are too few of those as well. I, We're I mean, going to get that's... more of those in this next generation yeah. where like, it's just kind of so many of the kids that, are, accept- yeah. are accepting that they're bi, that like yep. the idea that it's a girl can be an incidental thing. We're just, yep. we're just not there yet. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And we don't well, have enough of or, these stories to begin with to have like for right. it to not be a big deal. At we all. haven't we haven't been there for enough time yeah. Yeah. yet. Yeah. And everybody and everyone who has the power to make a movie is usually a generation behind the people who consume the movie. So of which is why we we all are kind of like a hybrid of our generation plus the generation that comes before us. Absolutely. In weird ways. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, I think even watching this removed from time, you can kind of tell. You can, I, I mean, I know that the the filmmaker, the brains behind this operation, Angela Robinson, Robinson. Mm-hmm. yes, is of course is of course a queer woman herself. Yep. And uh, you, but you know, like she's making movies about eighteen year olds when she's like thirty. So. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and mean, other than yeah. like Holland Taylor, I you know, I was not able to find any evidence that anyone on here was gay. That doesn't that doesn't mean that they weren't. In fact, um, sure. uh, famously on the L word. While it was filming, only one of the actresses was uh, an out lesbian. Was out, uh-huh. but then now, like yeah. so, like not even just the main cast, like having a bunch of people coming out, but like literally so many people just involved in it. So many secondary characters all out now and knew that they were gay then. Um, not like Claire sure. Duvall and but I'm a cheerleader who didn't even know she was well, who wasn't out to anyone, including like fully herself when she was on that film i did not know that yeah what an interesting experience right i assumed that she that it was known no but like why would she why would she lie about that now there's no reason no if she if it was like if it was like an open secret on on the set you would say that now absolutely absolutely but no she she talked about how like what a weird experience it was to be in this movie and not be out and like be 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 the like out of be the be the loud and proud out of the closet character when she herself was in the closet. Well, and and while so many people on that set were out and happily, um, right? Well, and it, and that makes sense that she was that she was in a situation where she wasn't even sure of herself. She yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So absolutely. Otherwise, otherwise, otherwise you would think would that, that would have yeah. been yeah. Anyway, that is fascinating. Fascinating shit. Good morning, angels. Good morning, Charlie. I I am fascinated by the fact that we culturally 
love this character, these characters. The yes. idea of you sometimes it's singular, like with like a Sydney Bristow from Alias or an Emma Peel from The Avengers. But like generally speaking, we like spy stories where there's some sort of collective element, especially if they're women, epitomized by Charlie's Angels. Like we love sexy law enforcement or spy ladies. We think that's so fun. Yep. And we also love physically but butt kicking power like physically but powerful butt kicking women who conform totally and sometimes ludicrously to conventional beauty standards. Yeah. I'm talking about Buffy. your Buffies. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about your Laura Crofts. I'm yep. talking about basically every lady superhero that's and supervillain that has ever existed. Yeah, like, your Scarlet Witches, your uh yep. your Black Widows, your you know, yep. Wonder Woman, like all of them. Yeah. All of them. Wonder yeah. Woman has like I feel like a few more muscles in the Gal Gadot version than yes, but, like but kinda, not enough. Getting, they're kinda but, getting remade. Yeah, but, we're we're yeah. pushing a little bit, but so little. So, so little. little. Like, I mean if we're if we're like saying like and finally Gal Gadot can get her day in the sun. Yeah, clap, exactly. clap, like, Gal Gadot yikes. is like the Well, she's not <laughs> that tiny, but like it's it's yeah. fucking Gal Gadot. Like, come on. It's Gal Gadot. She's like unbelievably conventionally beautiful. Yes. Um, so I, I dug back, so I, like, Charlie's Angels has had, like, three reboots, three big reboots, at least, mm-hmm. of note at this time, but I dug into, like, the 1976 version, because I was really interested, you have, because Charlie's Angels sits in this place where it was like, look, mainstream media is paying attention to second wave feminism. Yeah. We're going to put women in positions that they've never been in before, that we've never seen them in. That we're, they're not going to be moms. They're yeah. not going to be girlfriends. They are going to be the main characters, and they're going to have jobs that typically are held by men, that you have seen in media held by men. Yeah. And, but then, also, we are going to make them part of what is known as Jiggle TV, which is, which is basically... We're what? going to. This was a night. This is a, this is a term for what it was. It was it, it was epitomized by Charlie's Angels. Unfortunately, Wonder Woman. I did not before I read this article really think about one like the original Wonder Woman as okay, being yeah, like yeah. this. But but it it pretty much is. They're right. The Bionic Woman and Dukes of Hazard, where you suddenly because of the sexual revolution at the same time, right? Uh-huh. Before we had women who you might have a bad girl, but like you had women who like pretty much dressed modestly Mm -hmm. you had women who had traditional roles and suddenly now you had these women that didn't have those traditional roles and also which also meant that their bodies were fully up for grabs to be ogled and and put in positions where they would be ogled by you know making them be in tiny outfits and showing them running with like bouncing non non secured breasts and things like that yeah crazy and it was called jiggle tv because of the jiggling butts and boobs that you were treated to if you decided you were going to watch this sort of stuff. So, fun. Obviously, <laughs> right? Fun. Obviously, you have this weird, that's a weird thing. And feminists at the time were just kind of like, because they were like, I mean, you almost got it right. Yes, yeah, I do want to see pretty I, close. I do want to see like women in non-traditional roles. I that for media, I do want to see myself reflected having power. I don't want you to put it in a situation where 
I have to, like, have a fantastic rack that is always on display for, to do those things, right? That, that bothered them. So Charlie's Angels arrives on cresting the wave of second wave feminism, right, originally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you have, um, like, the Drew Barrymore, Lucy Luch, um, uh, Cameron Diaz kind of riding the crest of third wave feminism, right? So there is something about these characters that arrive at kind of turning points of feminism, yeah. which is which is really, really crazy. And so to me, that suggests to them, and, and definitely Charlie's Angels, like, of that period of time, was all about having sexy women who were powerful and, like, could do all the stuff, but they did it in heels. Like, yeah. that was absolutely, that, that. that is what those movies are like. Yeah, that's, that's, nope. that's the move. Yep. Right. And and definitely that's very much the whole like, I'm seducing you so that I can handcuff you and then take your microfilm. Like it's very that for yeah. the most part. Yeah. By Debs taking on and spoofing these this this type of narrative, unfortunately, it takes on some of that baggage. Yeah. Um the and sins, some of it is the un- sins of the father. It, this, this right. Is that why, why you thought about our Halloween episode? That's why I thought about our Halloween episode because it's sort of like I mean it's it's like the opposite though, right? So this is coming afterwards and spoofing versus coming before and like trailblazing. And so I think that they have different responsibilities. Technically speaking, I think that Debs, just by the nature of the fact that it is a spoof, has to take on some of the stuff. And un- so I, I looked for unintentional ways that I saw this. Yeah. And um, these are the IMDb plot keywords for this movie. I'm so sorry to tell you. Oh, no. Women wearing a short skirt. Feminine wiles, which I don't even think is like a thing in this, but okay. Mini skirts with heels, short skirts, bare midriff. That's it. <laughs> Those are the top keywords. And then um, this that. is, it's awful. And this is a review. Is there anything more exciting? This is the title of the review. Is there anything more exciting than Slender Girls and Microskirts? This then review proper. For the win, like, and then a series of numbers wrote this review. Yes, Slender Girls and mi- Microskirts, also Microskirts, with yeah. long hair, of course. For those who like tattooed trash or twerking, there are hundreds of other films or indeed walking around your downtown. For those who love action and dialogue and eye candy, which is the point of cinema and entertainment, Ew. here is a film you need to own on DVD. I love the acting, the bodies, and the faces, and the acting, and it made me feel like I'm a man again. <laughs> so obviously, this is not who the movie is made for. No, like, it's not. No, and it's okay for, for lesbians to enjoy having pretty girls on a screen. It 1,000%. Is, it is okay. That's okay. But then there, That's okay, but, right? Anyway, sorry. No, of course Kate, I give you my heterosexual permission that that is okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but then there's some, and so like that obviously is gross, and I so think that gross. falls into the category of like people watching Halloween and being like, "Yeah, get those girls, stab yeah, exa- them." Like no, that's exa- exactly disgusting. Exactly. The gross, the gross thing that like makes me yes. feel queasy while watching Halloween. There is the other yes. side of that that exists while watching this movie. I just, I just pretend like they couldn't possibly want to watch a movie yeah. with two lesbians like clearly like driving this driving stick shift in a parking lot and you know whatever yeah. but but then there's some then just like halloween there's some stuff that i'm like no that's intentional and they should know better so yeah. this is another review i love feminism feminism is so good and when depicted on film even better 
Okay, so far so good. Mm-hmm. Women can be attractive, hot, and sensuous and be professional, taking up dangerous work and kicking rear ends. It's possible. And Devs shows us why and how. What? No. What? And then Wait, this is the t- What? And then this is the tagline. I mean, like a marketing team I know wrote this, but like this is the tagline for the movie. They're crime fighting hotties with killer bodies. So <sighs> this so what this is trading on. Right. Because like Debs does not show us why or how it does not no. <laughs> like it's not this movie does not is not a tutorial for um, anything no. except for for except for except for maybe a coming out story, which would be great. I think it's very telling. Neither of these reviews mention the lesbian love story, which to me is like the, the heart of this story. Right. Yep. 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 But we're talking about and I am not against lipstick feminism, but we're talking about the most fluffy fluffball parts of lipstick feminism yeah and like well, no and doy lipstick lesbianism let's be honest probably yep. i feel le- i feel less comfortable digging into that space because sure, sure, i'm like sure. i'm like whatever however you want to be yep. but i do feel totally comfortable taking on lipstick feminism which yep. is like no doy you can look hot and be powerful yes but you have to if this is if this is where you're going to how you're going to think about your power, you have to address that those beauty standards are set by pe- other pe- by other types of people other than women, generally speaking. Conventional yep. beauty standards are set by the male gaze. And yep. and how and 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 allowing yourself and telling people that feminism is to conform to those while still being powerful is oppressive to women who aren't thin, yep. white, able-bodied, yep. or cisgendered. Like it just is. And yep. I'm not I'm not here to tell anyone they cannot choose to be conventionally hot if that's what they choose to do. Of course. But of course. if you, if you have the ability to do that and you have or and or the resources to do that, you have to confront your privilege and I think also acknowledge that you are centering your power if you center your power around the idea that you can be beautiful but still have meaning, I feel like you're falling into a trap of the status quo. Yep. What does your beauty have to do with being power? Like, I am powerful and stop. You yep. can also be hot, but, like, those things don't have to be in dialogue with each other. Do you know what I no, mean? Like, I do know exactly what you mean. Because yeah. because it's a trap because we're all going to be not beautiful one day. <laughs> like, that yes. is what Aging, within these conventional beauty standards, aging is going to take you out of that race, no matter what. No matter what you try to do. Except for us, who like, will always be gorgeous. Anyway. Oh, my God. Well, I I feel like, I mean, like, I think we both have stepped out of that race. I mean, like, we're both beautiful people. But, like. No, we're not. We've, that's we've, not. It's been a long time since we've been some PYTs, yeah. you know. Yeah, exactly. We're, and we're not old. No. want you when you're 17 when you're 21 you're no fun we're so far from that dynamic okay <laughs> yeah, like totally totally <laughs> but like i mean it should tell us like madonna right uh, an icon of powerful female sexuality now is at the point where she doesn't want to show people the back of her hands like that that bothers me i'm yeah. like madonna like you define sex to a lot of people just you can have wrinkly hands. You can have age spots and still be sexy. That's fine. But you need to decide to do that thing. And I know it's not easy because she has conformed herself for so much of her career to conventional beauty standards. So now she's trapped because now she's old yep. and there's nothing else. There's nothing that 
can be done to change the fact that she is old. And it's just, it's so tough. So like, that is where I, that is where I really struggle with lipstick feminism. It falls into that same place where it's like, no, girls can like not be anorexic, but be like very, very thin. And I'm like, actually, for the most part, for most people, for most people, it's actually pretty hard to be very, it's very really thin hard. and not have any need of starter. Like that's yeah. to achieve it. Most people have to starve themselves. This is like a bigger issue, I think, with just like any iteration where you see conventionally attractive women who are considered powerful and iconic well, and their and it, beauty and, and, and power. Be- are linked right to be fair it's also a problem with like most movies like lots of most actresses <laughs> are like you know this, this is not a deb's problem or even just no. like a you know charlie's angels-esque problem this is a problem where like yep. it's just it's super hyper annoying in a space wherein like it's one thing for every other movie in the world to show women who are probably disordered eating levels of skinny that is what we would be asking for not tiny women who are strong Correct. and badass. These ideas are so culturally ingrained in us that even when we know they're fake, even when we know that intellectually, it's really hard to get away from them. As yes. evidenced, as evidenced by the amount of bigger girls who talked have said to me more than one have said to me, "I'm surprised Lizzo is still fat." Because she dances so much. And I'm like, usually these environments are like, you and I go to the same spin class and you and I are not tiny. Like these women talking to me, I'm like, you and I are not tiny. We work out. We work hard. Like we eat well. We are still not very, very thin. Like what? Can't you understand that that's true for her too? Like she, she is just a person. Like we are people. Like, like, but the reality, the idea that thinness can be, that hyper thinness can be achieved through for most people for anybody if they work hard enough is so ingrained that it's really hard to get away from even when you yourself know it from firsthand experience like it just blows my mind yeah now i'm just imagining lizzo over that audio clip that's like stop what the hell are you talking about get my pretty name out of your mouth because like seriously though guys come on like lizzo's doing fucking fabulously like let's all shut the fuck up honestly i'm like i'm like thank God, yes. Lizzo is still yes. is still the be- her in a, her beautiful a shape. Fat femme, yes, yes. yes. Thank God, yes. like we should get down on our hands and knees and and thank the the, the fat lady God in the sky that yes. that is still the case. Yeah, because if she were to lose weight, it would be a real hot bummer. It would be a for loss all the for fat a lot lady of, femmes in the women. world. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it would be so awful, but. She can do whatever she wants with herself she, because of she and we're gonna, is an individual. We will stand Lizzo for forever oh, on this podcast. For like, obviously. ever. But. but I'm just saying, like, like to have that disorder thing, it's so deep in there. Yeah. Debs does not really go there. But to kind of finish up the thought about um, what it is to be physically powerful in a woman, I think it's interesting also that we typically need women to exist in a fantasy space where they have like mythic or scientific explanations for their physical power. And basically we do that because we're not willing. And this is kind of gets at um, what you're saying about like women who aren't tiny. We aren't willing to necessarily often put women who are not socially acceptable, quote unquote, on TV. So we have these little tiny waifs and we're like, well, but we need to make it believable that they can throw a punch. So they have to be 
they have to be enhanced in some way. Yeah. And it's weird that we don't apply that to men because, like, the type of buff that most famous men are also cannot live up to those standards. No. Right? They can't. No. But we are culturally shaped to expect that they can as a byproduct of just their sex. Yep. And that's really weird, <laughs> actually, that we do that. Yep. That we can't, that we can't, like... To suspend our disbelief enough without having an explanation. It's just kind of like a weird space for feminism because we need, we want those physically powerful women. I, I've, so I've never felt more in line with a second wave feminist than when I'm thinking about these issues. But you just are like so angry about how, what, how we find it socially acceptable to make women powerful. Yeah. In terms of Debs, I mean, thank you for coming to my TED Talk, but in terms of, <laughs> in terms of Debs... <laughs> I think that they did have an opportunity here because, like, I, I recognize, like, if this is a this is a deep and heavy issue, and like, what are we supposed to do? Because we also are spoofing this, like this. We do take on some of this. Yes, I would, I would, I would have liked there to be at least some moment, meaningfully in the text, where there's a question: why it's so essential for them to be chosen. And them all to be slender girls in miniskirts with long hair. Like, why that is so essential to the process of being a Deb, as opposed to if if it's really a um, mental aptitude test, which is what the SAT is, right? Mm -hmm. Like, why the debutante aspect of their acronym is so, why the B is so important to their story. And I think, as a lesbian love story... It would be fun to kind of take the piss out of the male gaze in that way. Yeah, absolutely. I think that they could have done it. I don't expect them to, like, you know, heft this issue solo <laughs> as a movie because it's not that yeah. kind of movie. And it certainly did not stop my enjoyment of it. Of but, course. But it's something to think about on our feminist podcast. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. that's the point of this is we're doing a feminist critique of these movies. And so you have to speak to it. Like, it couldn't. As much as I'd love for us to just sit here and be like, but I mean, how fucking cool is this movie? We get to just have like a lesbian love story. Life is exciting. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's not all of it. So, I mean, it would if we could talk about this for most most, if not all of the films that we talk about, that we talk about yeah. truly Um because, like, as to your excellent point, this is a problem with media and with like the yeah. like how we think about women in western society like you know maybe maybe at the very end of all of, of every movie we should be like this is a this is a call for more diverse diverse women both in terms of you know race sexual Gender, expression uh-huh. yeah mm-hmm. shape size body all of it type yeah. yeah all of it in media yeah and and of course that, that is the ultimate goal Thank you for all that you had to say. I I think you you handled that section quite nicely because thanks. All of that's totally true. Um, it's hard for me to sometimes see past like just like look at how fun this movie is, which like it is, but like that isn't that isn't all of it. So um, anyway, well, this was like just honestly, this was like a really fun movie to do it for because like it did not ruin my enjoyment of it at all. Absolutely, 
you can still have a good ass time for a low budget movie from the mid oddies looks pretty good yeah like and, they, they spent their money wisely sci-fi allows you to like have kind of a magical realism with the technology in a way that's pretty fun and um oh and it's totally essential good. essential to this genre right like yes. you want you yes. want the gadgets you want the elaborate traps like that trap where it's like spikes from the ceiling oh coming God. down yes <laughs> and it's like it won't kill them it's like how would that not kill them lucy it was like what how will they not die? Tell, tell to be fair, Lucy that. seems like she's pretty good at actually not killing people. No, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Maybe like she didn't even actually turn it off. It was like that was when it was always going to turn <laughs> either off. Either that, either that, or like Lucy very much lives in the they're just sleeping land <laughs> and, yeah, and actually, like, has she actually has killed murdered tons all of people. those people. But she's yeah. just like they're taking a nap. Yep. It's fine. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Would you re- did you enjoy the movie? And do you think it's good from a feminist perspective? Yeah, 100%. I mean, A++ for a sweet lesbian love story. Yeah. Um, So important. I think that the themes of identity are, like, beautifully and and way more um, completely explored in subtle ways than I would would have expected them to be. So that was a delightful surprise. And so, yes, overall, yeah. I mean... The sexy spy trope, like, has, like, a bunch of baggage, yeah. and I'll, I'll, I wish they took the piss out of it a bit more, but I don't think it's, like, a blight. I agree. I overall. agree. I think that I think that a movie, I would hope that if, if a movie tried to, if anyone had tried to make this movie today, they would have been a little bit gutsier and a little bit, like, fewer mm-hmm. pulled punches about it. Um, but this movie, it, you can tell it's, like, it's almost, like, earnest and sweet. Like, it's one of those things where, like, I don't know that it that it deserves what other people project onto it. But like what we said with um, th- other people being the reviewers that we, that we mentioned. Oh God. But, oh. but as we said with like, Oof. you know, Halloween and stuff like it, it also, this knew what genre it was lampooning. And so it knew what was happening. So it, it is not like totally without fault anyway, but it's a, it's a fun fab time. And I really am excited that we watched this because yeah. I'm excited to compare it to, um, to something made this year um, that's supposed to just be a lighthearted fun romp that clearly will get into some of those issues of identity because like you've got family and um, closeting and stuff so unfortunately it does look like Clea Duvall's uh, happy season is pretty white um, so don't think that that's we've made any progress on representation yeah. But uh, although I will say most holiday movies are pretty binary in that regard, so yeah, maybe that's just a also byproduct like f- of that garbage. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I'm glad that we structured our holidays this way because yes. I feel like this movie is pure Debs is like pure indulgence, which I think is what yes. Thanksgiving is like. One hundred percent. And it also gives us a little, like, it gives us a little taste of the darkness, like, just a little one, mm-hmm. which is what happens when you go home oh, God, and yeah. you see your family and you're like, oh, and then, and then, like, a month later, it's like, we're doing it all again. <laughs> but you've had that little taste already. Yep. So, yep. so now, and then with Happiest Season, I think we're going to get into darker, deeper stuff. I think um, so, Or at too. least, like, more emotionally I think a little more meat on the stuff. bone. Just because, like, this, yes. this, this is just... This is just a silly, fun, fine time, you know, like yep. almost like like campy levels of Legally Blonde sort of thing. Not, you know. Right. And and, right. and I think Happy Season, I it looks like it's a lot more realism to it. So while still being right. like a movie set in the holidays. This is sweet potato casserole. Mm-hmm. It's just it's dessert yep. for dinner. Yep. And and now we're going to get we're going to get into the prime rib. Yeah. I mean, 
Fingers crossed it's prime rib and it's not overcooked. Metaphors. <laughs> Let's torture. I, I think the trailer looks really fun. Yeah, I'm excited I think so about too. it. I'm, I'm so, Mary, I'm so excited. Thank you for listening to Space Roz. Um, you can find us everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, <laughs> Stitcher. If you're somebody else who uses another weird platform, we're there too. Um, all of those platforms, be they normal or weird, um, you can you can usually subscribe, rate, or leave us a review. We'd love it if you do all three. That would be such a nice gift to us in these holidays. Um, you can also find us on our website, outrageousmechanisms.com slash space dash bras. And we're also on Twitter and the Instagram. And now, join us as we raise our glasses, sometimes festive glasses and sometimes not, and give the official toast of space bras. In these troubled times, we must remember that even though everyone else might suck, we are awesome, have the potential to be awesome, we'll do the work to be awesome, and... The galaxy is ours. Cheers! An Outrageous Mechanisms production.